my son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks... Then, there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The following is a presentation of the Believe Podcast Network. It's time for the Believe in Ole Miss podcast with your host, Brad Logan, your home for Ole Miss sports. To be a part of the show, email the show at brad.logan at loganmedianetwork.com or shoot him a DM on Twitter at bradloganCOTE. Download the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe, rate, and leave a review online. And now, from the vault, to the pavilion, to Swayze Field, it's all Ole Miss, all the time. Here's your host, Brad Logan. today's show a lot to talk about today the Ole Miss baseball team got pretty hot uh, met up against a really good Texas A&M team uh, this past weekend but it's headed to the SEC tournament later on today if you listen to this on Tuesday they'll play this afternoon in Hoover against the Vanderbilt Commodores and the good news for Ole Miss if they win yeah you guessed it they get Tennessee so uh, definitely does not get any easier we'll talk about what's to happen or what we think uh might happen or what do you think might happen a lot of scenarios about this Ole Miss baseball team going forward postseason availability and of course the future of the program Ole Miss softball played well on the road I've got some thoughts on Jamie Traxel and the program going forward I think the future is very very bright for the Ole Miss softball program football a bit dormant there is some recruiting going on but uh, let's just say uh, a lot of people are excited about this football team and uh, maybe an update on uh, Deion Smith, the uh, the talented wide receiver in the transfer portal. And then, of course, the world of college football. A lot has been happening. Pete Thamel from ESPN wrote a piece about what might could happen for the SEC and what the SEC might do going forward. We'll hit that article a little bit. 
talk about the future of college football, specifically uh, over the next three to four years, it could be adventurous to say the least. Today's show is being sponsored by Bet Online. Remember, our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments for the NBA playoffs, Major League Baseball, fights, and NFL futures. Bet Online is your continued source for all sports wagering needs, including live betting and the fan favorite Vegas casino and poker games. Remember, it's really easy to get started. Just head on over to the website or use your mobile device and sign up and use the promo code BLEAVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your very first deposit. Remember, bet online where the game starts. We'll take a timeout, come back with more right here on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, part of the Believe Network. Always remember, follow the show on Twitter, that's at Believe in Ole Miss. And, of course, I'm Brad Logan, your host, at Brad Logan, C-O-T-E. As always, we appreciate you downloading the show. It's available everywhere you get your podcasts. And also a reminder, Inside the Rebels, your home for Ole Miss sports, part of the 247 Sports family. You can go there directly at rebs247.com. Be a part of that message board community. David Johnson, Chris Brooks, Tyler Comas, myself, and also excited about Jared Redding has come aboard and done a great job covering this Ole Miss baseball team. So that's rebs247.com. Inside the Rebels, your source for Ole Miss sports. We'll take a time out. Come back with more right here on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, part of the Believe Network. It is a place which exerts an extraordinary pull on all who have walked its hallowed ground. Thousands come each year, and yet no one ever really leaves. Ole Miss is for life. A major university with the familiar intimacy of family. Friendships that are more than friendships. Moments that are more than moments. An autumn celebration on a Saturday afternoon in the Grove. Contests waged and triumphs savored. With our largest freshman class, soaring honors college, national reputation for academics and research, our pride is overflowing. Today, more than ever, for all who have ever called this magical place home, you never leave Ole Miss. Welcome back to the Believe in Ole Miss podcast with your host, Brad Logan. Want to be a part of the program? Just email the show at brad.logan at loganmedianetwork.com or shoot him a DM on Twitter at bradloganc-o-t-e. Whether it's touchdown Ole Miss or showers and right, it's all Ole Miss all the time. And now back to the show.
and welcome back into the show. And let me go ahead and apologize for letting that song go a little long. It's one of my favorites from ACDC. I hope you enjoyed it. hope you had a chance to maybe roll the window down and uh, rock out, if you will. <laughs> Man, that's a great song. It's a long way to the top if you want to rock and roll. The original singer of ACDC, forget who his name is, but he's, he's fantastic. So anyway, ran a little long. Hope you enjoyed it. Anyway, baseball. SEC tournament cranks up. Uh, today, if you listen on Tuesday, as we record late on Monday night, the Rebels, as it stands, thirty-two and twenty-one overall, fourteen and sixteen in the conference. And 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 again, if you, if you've been living under a rock the last, you know, three months, you would say, "Wow, that's a pretty terrible schedule." Well, or a record. I say, "Well, maybe so," but considering where this team was about three or four weeks ago, it's it's pretty good. It's really good, actually. 19-12 and 12 at home. This team had not played well at home. Actually had a pretty good record of 12-8 and eight on the road. And uh, this is a team that, that you know, kind of caught fire when it needed to. A, a team that was swept by Alabama, which, you know, we've said on the program, Brad Bohannon, it's had a team that it obviously is going to be better than we thought it was going to be. Uh, again, two of three at lost. Uh, to home uh, at South Carolina, it's not a very good Carolina team. Once again, this team lost two of three to Mississippi State, and and honestly, at that point, we thought the season was probably over. We thought when it lost in in the uh, the Sunday game to Mississippi State on April the twenty third, exactly one month from today, the season was absolutely over. They lost that game six to seven in eleven innings, and every bit of air that this program had was lit out every single bit and credit my Bianco look if we can sit on the program and talk about how terrible a job he did in the earlier part of the year we can talk about the program about how great of a job he did on the latter half of the year um, this team goes down to Pearl on April the 26th and I think a light switch uh, went off went on whatever you want to say went off on and this team completely turned it around win that game in Pearl, and what if this team makes the postseason, I don't know what they might do. Right now, D1 Baseball has them as a three seed. Um, I don't know if it's, it's – I think it's a Stanford regional. Anyway, it's out west. So, I think we'll look back and say the April 26th game, the Tuesday night Governor's Cup, when Ole Miss won 5-2, to two, completely turned the, the season around because this team went on the road and beat a really good Arkansas team. At that point, ranked number four in the country, beat them four to two. I mean, I can make arguments that they should have won the Saturday game, lost that game three to six or six to three. They really should have won the Sunday game. Had a great chance to win that one, lost four to three. Played well, playing a whole lot better. This team sweeps Missouri, and maybe one of the better wins of the year. Beats. Number 11, then number 11 ranked Southern Miss at Southern Miss, 4-1. to Then sweeps LSU. And then here comes Texas A&M, who I think everybody saw. Uh, A&M, the number four ranked team in the country, well-deserved number four team ranked in the country. Came to Oxford, and they hit it all over the place. Win the first game 10-5. to Ole Miss plays well, uh, you know, pounds it well on Friday, wins 14-6. to In the game – early in Saturday, kind of let it get away from them. Just, you know, Derek Diamond didn't have his best outing. Uh, lose that game 12-5. to Again, got away from them late, but again, 
not a terrible weekend loss. I mean, you can't really lose games against Alabama and Carolina and then Mississippi State, who had you know a pretty rough year. You can't lose those games and be tore up bad that you don't sweep A&M or at least win, um, what, two or three. So, uh, at the end of the day, Ole Miss is going to get Vanderbilt uh, on Tuesday afternoon. It's it's 5.30 Eastern, so it'll be 4.30 Central in Hoover, Alabama. The you know We could go over the bracket, and we'll do that in just a moment. But at the end of the day, Ole Miss has got to beat Vanderbilt on Tuesday, and it's got to turn around and play. If it wins, it's got to play Tennessee in the winner's bracket. So, uh, the bad news is you, you get Tennessee <laughs> in round two. The good news is, you know, once you get past Tennessee, your side of the bracket uh, is not too bad. And let's take a look at the bracket real quick. If anything, it should be a wide-open tournament. I mean, you, you look at the opening games, it should be interesting. Every game is on the SEC Network with the exception of the championship game on Sunday. That'll be at 2 o'clock on ESPN2. Everything's on the network, and it opens with Georgia and Alabama. And that right there will be a fun game. Tuesday morning at 9.30. The second game will be South Carolina and Florida. The third game will be Vanderbilt and Ole Miss. And then the 5 seed Auburn against the 12 seed Kentucky. That's a pretty darn good first opening day of baseball. The first two games are bracket one. The uh, second two games are bracket two. So, let's look at bracket two. We talked about Ole Miss and Vanderbilt. That winner gets uh, Tennessee on Wednesday afternoon at 430. The, uh, the the bottom half of that bracket, Auburn and Kentucky. Uh, the that's uh, By the way, I should preface this by saying, bracket one and bracket two opening games on Tuesday are single elimination. So, you lose, you go home. You win. For example, Ole Miss would go to the next day, and it would be, at that point, be double elimination. Ole Miss gets Tennessee at game two if they beat Vanderbilt. The bottom half of that bracket, the winner of Auburn and Kentucky gets LSU. That game is, uh, well, it'd be the game following. So, uh, at that point, you've got uh, Tennessee, Ole Miss, LSU, and the winner of Auburn and Kentucky. You know, Ole Miss has beaten all of those teams with the exception of Tennessee. They haven't played Vanderbilt, of course. You look at the top half of the bracket, Arkansas gets a bye, so they'll get the winner of Georgia and Alabama in uh, game one on Wednesday. Florida and South Carolina winner will get Texas A&M. I don't think Ole Miss would, you know, obviously would – you don't have to worry about A&M. In Arkansas, both those teams took two or three from Ole Miss. And then, um, obviously, uh, getting a chance to play Vanderbilt. And then, of course, the winner of uh, Auburn and Kentucky against that winner of LSU. You feel better if you're an Ole Miss fan of making it, you know, maybe even the possibility for a Friday or a Saturday if you can get past Tennessee, which <laughs> – you know, like I said earlier, the good news is, or I'm sorry, the bad news is you have to face Tennessee. The good news is if you beat Tennessee, you've got winnable games after that. Again, a lot to be said. Tennessee it absolutely mashes the ball. And so that's kind of how the SEC baseball tournament sets up. I think, you know, 10,000 feet view on this program, you know, we talked about a little bit ago. I mean, the program was essentially, for the lack of a better word, left for dead after uh, the Mississippi State Series when you lose two or three. And so you have to credit Carl Lafferty. You have to credit uh, my Bianca, head coach my Bianco. You have to, you know, credit uh, 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 Coach Clement. Just what they were able to do with this program when it was in dire straits. You know, when, when I heard the interviews at the end of the Alabama Saturday and Sunday game, that's the scene was really low. It was bad low, and, and you, you have an opportunity to make some noise when things are really down with Mississippi State in town. And this is a very, you know, pretty bad Mississippi State team. 
and you can't put them away. You only lose, you only win one game. And I just think that says a lot for this coaching staff of kind of riding the ship down in Pearl. That's kind of where this thing started. And I think, I think, you know, we'll see if Ole Miss gets in. You know, I don't think there's anyone that's got their ear to the ground any more than Kendall Rogers and the D1 baseball folks. Right now, Ole Miss is a, a three seed. You know, I, there's a great podcast by uh, our very own David Johnson along with Ben Garrett. Uh, they do a podcast now. I encourage you to check it out if you get the chance. Call it the Crossover Podcast. You know, Ben, of course, was on three uh, with the Ole Miss spirit. David was inside the, inside the Rebels. But, uh, you know, when those two come together, man, they, they make magic. And it's a good podcast. And I, and I listened today, and they talked about, you know, I, I think that you guys correct me if I'm wrong, but I think both of them said Ole Miss has to win to get in the tournament. Um, I don't know. I, I'm kind of little. I could see it go either way. I really could because part of me kind of leans that they're in if they lose because of how hot they got late and fair or not, the name across the jersey. I think that means something to the committee. Again, I think you have to worry about who's on the committee. I think in order for Ole Miss, for Ole Miss to feel safe, uh, you got to win the game. If you win the game and you get a chance to face uh, Tennessee in the second round. I think Ole Miss is in a lot better shape. Now, they're going to throw Dylan DeLucia against Vanderbilt on Tuesday. And if Ole Miss can win that game, that gets you to 15 and 16. And if you count the Governor's Cup, that's 16 and 16. And and historically, um, you've seen the committee put some emphasis on the Governor's Cup. And so, you know, when you've got that, I think Ole Miss is safely in if it beats Vanderbilt. So, hypothetically, you're Keith Carter, you have not – extended Mike Bianco prior to the season. It's been kind of an understanding amongst the message board community that Mike Bianco needs to get to Omaha or, you know, there needs to be questions asked about the future of the program. What happens at that point? Well, you know, obviously the Rebels are in the SEC tournament. That was a, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I think the writing was on the wall. I said on this program, I felt strongly that at the end of the day, if Ole Miss did not make the SEC tournament, the future of, of Mike Bianco as a head coach was very much in jeopardy. And now, once again, Lafferty, uh, Bianco, Clement rally the troops, and they have absolutely fought hard at the back half of the schedule and sit at 14 wins. This team gets in the NCAA tournament, goes out to Stanford, I don't know, wins a couple, gets booted, doesn't make a Super Regional. What happens? I'll be honest, that's why Keith Carter earns his money. I'd have to – it's a tough call. I I don't know what to do. I honestly don't know what to do if I were in Keith Carter's shoes. I just don't. What if they get hot and beat Stanford in the Stanford region? We're being hypothetical at this point. We're just going by what Kendall and the rest of the crew have posted at D1 Baseball because that's kind of, you know, what a lot of people look at. I, I, I think Kendall D1 does a phenomenal job. Say they win that regional and head out and, I don't know, make a super regional in Tallahassee or uh, Virginia and say they go head-to-head with Virginia and Tallahassee or Florida State and get to a game three or or maybe lose two. I mean, you moving on then? I, I, I don't know. What if they play really good? What if they get to a game three, for goodness sakes, and, and don't make it? What if they don't make a super at all? Again, all these are hypotheticals, and I just simply don't know the answer to them. But those are questions that are going to have to be answered 
in a couple of weeks, and we'll know. If my Bianco's not the, the not the head coach moving forward, I expect it to be a swift search. And, you know, Ben intimated along with David, they agreed. It would be swift because it's one-man show, and I think it's uh, Dan McDonald. You know, I think he's the number one candidate. I don't think anybody's arguing that. And I think you look to Cliff Godwin at East Carolina. I think those two are, you know, I don't think anybody's, you know, reporting any earth-shattering news that those are the two uh, leaders in the clubhouse with uh, McDonald, obviously, with the leg up. We'll see. It, at the end of the day, it's maybe fun again for Ole Miss baseball fans when it was absolutely miserable a few weeks ago. SEC baseball tournament has been good to Ole Miss over the last couple of years. I say a couple of years over what Mike's tenure always plays good in Hoover for the most part. One, I think they've won it a couple times. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. Roll the dice. 14 and 16 in the conference, right there on the bubble. 32 and 21 overall. Opportunity for an RPI boost against Vanderbilt tomorrow or today, whenever you're listening. Dylan DeLucia versus Vanderbilt, all you could ask for is a free shot. And they get it. We'll see. Win and you're in. I think there's uh, probably no doubt about that. Thank you for our sponsors today. We talked about uh, Bet Online. We're also grateful for University Traditions. I don't know if you've had a chance to, to, to check out University Traditions hats and got some tees and everything, but I think the hats are what everybody likes. I mean, the old school hat with the rope across the top, everything is stitched uh, really, really masterfully. And what I like about it, speaking of Masters, is that it, they've got a hat. It's a low-profile hat. It's very similar to a Masters hat. And, and I like it because it sits low. And you can get one in all of your team colors all across the Southeastern Conference. For the most part, I know around Mississippi, Arkansas, Tennessee, uh, they've got you covered. And, of course, Alabama. University Traditions, just Google University Traditions. Use that promo code BRAD, save yourself 10%, and uh, just load up. It's a great opportunity to buy yourself a hat and get one for a family member. I can assure you they'll love it. Head on over to universitytraditions.biz and uh, go and buy a hat today. You'll love it. Tell them Brad sent you. Great hat. Ole Miss softball fell to UCLA in the uh, championship series against uh, UCLA. And, of course, the UCLA Regional. Uh, great year. Uh, 41-19, finished the conference 512-12. Jamie Tratchell did a great job. Uh, I, I think the seating was absolutely horrendous. I've been pretty open about that. Ole Miss, for whatever reason, had to fly 2,000 miles across the country, yet uh, Loyola uh, Marymount, who drove just right down the street, so to speak, just a, what, 10-minute bus ride down the street, got to sleep in its own bed, got to practice in its own facilities. Oh, by the way, there are three seeds. So Ole Miss, a two-seed, has to go all across the country to face Grand Canyon University, Loyola Marymount, and then, of course, the uh, national seed, number five, uh, UCLA, just ridiculous, and it, it almost seems like every year the NCAA selection committee just absolutely just you know just blows uh, when it comes to to seeding Ole Miss softball teams, and, and it's just something that's happened year over year, and I don't understand why that happens. But Jamie Trashel didn't let it bother her, her squad, uh, go on the road, win two games, lose two. They lost that opening game to Loyola uh, Marymount. Four to two, played played well. Just 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 fell short there at the end, but came back and played well against uh, Grand Canyon, nine to five. Then knocked out Loyola Marymount, four to two. 
and that game late, late Saturday night, and of course losing uh, in the first game of the championship series out in Los Angeles, uh, UCLA uh, at UCLA, uh, nine to one in five innings. So great season by Jamie Tracklin. Here's the thing: I think the future is really bright. I really do. There's a lot of young talent on this team. She's recruiting at a very high level. There's a ton of enthusiasm around the softball program. And if you haven't heard, they'll be playing a lot of their games at Oxford High School because they're completely redoing that facility. Completely redoing, and it's going to be state-of-the-art. And I know a lot of the people are excited about what's to bring, what's to come with this softball program. I think it's in really good hands under Jamie Traxel, who did a great job this year. But the good news, if you're wondering, well, you have to play at a high school, I, I might add, Oxford High has built a incredible facility over by its new high school. I think it's like all turf infield and batter's boxes and all that and, and around the dugout. And I think the outfield's going to be grass. Uh, my good friend who uh, punted at Northwest Community College, uh, Jeff Walls, has been named the new head uh, softball coach at Oxford High School. And I know he, he sent me a couple of pictures, or at least I saw some online. And uh, – facility looks really nice i wish jeff nothing but the best but Ole miss will be playing some of its games at the oxford high complex the good news it's brand new looks awesome so uh play there for for a while come on over brand new facility so i know everybody's really excited about the Ole miss softball program turning the page real quickly to a little bit of college football not a lot happening with Ole miss right now ton of recruiting not going to give it away both chris brooks David Johnson have two running threads right now on Inside the Rebels. That's Rebs247.com. Be sure and uh, log on there. It's dirt cheap to join as a membership. We'd love to have you. There's a ton of information about recruiting. There's an update on there about Deion Smith, the transfer that's in the portal from LSU. Uh, I'll be quite honest with you, not the best news right now uh, in regards to uh, Deion Smith. Ole Miss was hoping to get him in. Uh, There might be a little bit of a hang-up with that. Uh, that wide receiver room, uh, let's just say, really need uh, really needs a little bit of a boost right now. Uh, not a lot happening in that spring game that I expected to see, quite frankly. And uh, that's an area they definitely need to try to hit that portal. And this was one name that, uh, that a lot of people were talking about. Anyway, update on Deion Smith. A ton more information uh, about a couple of quarterbacks that you're going to want to see. One of them, a quarterback out of Arkansas. Big-time updates, reps247.com. And before we go today... Pete Thamel wrote a, a great piece on ESPN. I tweeted it out at Brad Logan COT if you want to go check it out. Great piece. Talks about, essentially, uh, Greg Sankey, who is, if there is a czar of college football, it's definitely Greg Sankey. Sankey goes all in and basically says he doesn't even think it's too far-fetched to say that, the, you know what, we in college football, we're just going to take you know our conference and have ourselves our own national championship college football playoff. And, you know, since we're already already playing in this thing, we'll just go ahead and take it, take it from here. And so it, it'll be interesting to see. It, it, you know, I think that's on the table. And, and Pete notes that that's on the table. I say I think. That's what Pete no, uh, pointed out in the story. It's one of 40 ideas that was floated around. The spring meetings will be interesting to see what comes out of this. I know Ross Dellinger is always on top of things. Pete Tamil will be down there as well for ESPN. Uh, and there'll be other stuff that kind of floats about coming from those meetings from your national uh, college football writers. So you'll definitely want to stay attuned to them. But the good news, I think, if you're an Ole Miss fan, is that you can definitely look forward to being included in the conversation. You're in the best conference in college football. 
you've got the best commissioner in college football. And what I think within, what, three years, we'll have a commissioner of college football. And I think that person probably will be Greg Sankey, uh, who's pretty much leading the charge right now for everything that has to do with college football. So over the next three years, and then one more thing in the story I'll point out, is, is Sankey noted how upset he was that none of the collective parts of the alliance, so to speak, none of the power players in, in college football wanted that college football playoff to extend. And I think Sankey is like, okay, if you don't want to go with us here, you completely you know, took 2020 and just went nuts with it because of COVID. You went off the reservation. I had to kind of bring you back in. It's time you need to listen to us. So – these next year, the next year or two, I think is going to be critical for what we have is what we know is is college football is what's going to happen going forward with the new movement of the NIL, with all of this stuff going on. I think the SEC is the leader in the clubhouse then, now, and probably for the foreseeable future. The question is what direction they go. Be sure and check that story out. It's, it's a good one. Once again, we want to thank our friends at Believe. Remember. Football might be over, but the NBA is still wide open with the playoffs. There's so many other other areas that you can catch it. Uh, be sure and uh, look at BetOnline being your source for hockey, boxing, UFC, uh, all the way up to the number one Vegas casino. BetOnline is your number one online wagering destination. Remember, BetOnline the fastest and easiest way to wager all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. BetOnline, where the game starts. SEC Tournament, Baseball, Hoover, I guess it's going to be there for the foreseeable future. I do think, like anything else, it'll eventually move, whether it be to downtown uh, Birmingham or whether we start looking at seeing uh, it move somewhere around uh, the Atlanta area. Uh, you know, Nashville is a place that the SEC has really kind of honed in to be its conference um, site for its conference championships in almost all sports. At the end of the day, Hoover's got a special place in everybody's heart. It's, it's kind of the spot for the SEC baseball tournament. I do think it'll move sooner rather than later. But if you want to catch it, this might be a good year to go see it. It's going to be a heck of a tournament, and we'll have a recap for you whenever Ole Miss's time in Hoover finishes up. Right here on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, a part of the Believe Network. Be sure and follow Believe on Twitter. That's at Believe, B-L-E-A-V, audio, video, and there's a ton of things coming down the pipe in regards to the Believe Network. I encourage you to stay along uh, and, and follow that site at Believe, and they will uh, show you all types of new things happening with all the type podcasts, whether it be video and audio. I'm Brian Logan. So happy that you've been on uh, along for the ride. All these uh, episodes here on the Believe and Ole Miss podcast, part of the Believe Network. We're excited to uh, kind of get things rocking along here as the summer is going to kind of drag just a little bit, but Thanks to Nick Saban and Jimbo Fisher, I expect it'll be wide open come spring meeting time and also the SEC media days. It'll be here right around the corner. And, uh, hey, football kicking off right before you know it uh, with Ole Miss head coach Lane Kiffin and uh, running back Zach Evans. And, boy, I know a lot of you guys can't wait. Who's the quarterback? Jackson Dart? Hmm. Luke Altmeyer? Who's going to play linebacker? Who's going to step up there? It's going to be fun to watch. And, of course, we'll talk about it right here on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, part of the Believe Network.
listening to the Believe in Ole Miss podcast with your host, Brad Logan. Download the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe, rate, and leave a review online. Be sure and check us out on Twitter at BradLoganCOTE and at Believe Podcasts, as well as Facebook, Brad Logan Media. From the vault to the pavilion to Swayze Field, it's all Ole Miss all the time. This has been the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, a presentation of the Believe Podcast Network. My son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.